Bookcase and Coffee presents Buzzing About Romance, a quick shot of romance. Hey everyone, welcome to Buzzing About Romance, a quick shot of romance. And um, for this episode, I am Becky. I'm Becky every time we're on an episode, but for this episode, I am joined by uh, podcast contributor Lindsay. Hi, Lindsay. Hi, Becky. I forgot who I was. It's fine. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> um, so we actually, this is book two of a series. We actually read book one as part of a group read, I think earlier this year, or maybe in the fall last year, maybe in the winter with our clear the TBR. I don't remember. Anyway, um, so on this episode for a quick shot of romance, um, we are reading or we are reviewing Risky by Aurora Rose Reynolds. This is her Adventures in Love book two. Uh, Lindsay, will you read us the synopsis from Goodreads? From New York Times and USA Today bestselling author Aurora Rose Reynolds comes a bittersweet romance about the risks and rewards of falling in love. Everly never expected to move back in with her parents, and she definitely didn't expect to do so as a single mother. But with the father of her son suddenly out of the picture, she's had to make some adjustments to her plans. Now Everly has one priority, to make a life for herself and her boy. And Blake, her sometimes infuriating but admittedly handsome employer at Live Life Adventures, doesn't factor into her future as anything more than her boss. But it seems the guy who's about as friendly as a grizzly bear has a soft spot for her and her son. And the more time she spends with him, the more difficult it is to remember why giving in to the chemistry between them is a bad idea. Now with their future on the line, they'll have to decide if love is a risk worth taking. So the release date for this is May 24th, 2022. We are actually releasing this quick shot on release day or couple days after release day. I'm not exactly sure of the exact order of when this is dropping. Um, so this will be a spoiler-free review. Um, the trope is single mom, boss employee, uh, close proximity, small town, instant connection, grumpy sunshine. I think that covers it. I think so. Um, this series name is Adventures in Love. This is book two, and this is a series of standalones that are interconnected um and i did not put the put out percentage in this so hold on i had to i want to say it was like 43 percent ish maybe it was a little later i read the paperback 69 percent so, yeah it was 69 was in the 60s yeah it was a little bit a little bit of a slow burn yeah didn't read which I don't is, know. It, it didn't feel like it read that much like a slow burn because there was a lot in this book. It was a very meaty book. And there's a lot of chemistry in this book, I thought, like on page chemistry. Um, so the premise of this series is it's these three buddies that own this outdoor adventure company in Montana. And they take groups out on these wilderness experiences for a week. And it's with lack of um comforts like it's sleeping bag and tent camping and hiking and kayaking and all the things i don't do <laughs> see all the things i love i was like where's this company and will they hire me right <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, and we really saw that side of the business in book one. We don't get a ton of the outdoorsiness in book two. But there is outdoorsiness. And I really like, well, we'll get into that. Okay. Um, <laughs> well, so let's just start with Blake. He is one of the owners of the Adventure, uh, the Advent, La- Live Life Adventures Company. Um, and he's a grouch. He's a grouch. Kind of a jackass. Yeah, he's like not nice to her for no. Well, I mean, he's not not nice to her, but he's unpleasant from the start. And then he kind of keeps this general gruff unpleasantness for a little bit. Yeah, he puts some really clear boundaries between him and Everly. Uh, kind of, you know, like he's just not going to go there, even though he's attracted to her, and he's attracted to her from almost the beginning. He's just not going to go there. And another thing that I think, and I wonder if this is what might have bugged you a little bit about the book. Blake is a secret keeper. And some fairly big ass secrets. Yeah. And we don't want to spoil, but you know what secret he's keeping. He is keeping that his dad is ill with cancer. And he has an incredibly close family. His mom works for the adventure company. His sister is in town. She's a single mom. And they're a very tight, close family. And his dad has only told him that he has prostate cancer and is going to undergoing treatments. Not only that, but he's also put the responsibility on Blake because Blake is also like you find out very early on in the book um, that Blake is actually funding the cancer treatments himself. Yeah. And so he's carrying a huge burden for his whole family and he can't share that with anyone. He's very much alone in this struggle. And then on top of it, like the book doesn't really get too much into it, but he, he has obviously some kind of past because he has a military background. Um, Him and the three, the three men who own the, adventure company we're all in the military together so there's that kind of element to it um as well so you know he has like some kind of background he's self-admittedly has walls up he protects himself um he's very much just like a worker bee he loves his company he loves his friends he loves his family um but he doesn't really have like much in his life that he wants for himself if that makes sense yeah well and he's fiercely protective Of those that he considers his family, because we actually see a little bit of how fierce and protective he is in book one, because he does not approve of how quickly Tanner fell in love with Sybil. And he is very nasty to Sybil and very like standoffish with Tanner. And um, this book takes place, I think, like almost nine months after Tanner and Sybil have gotten together. Um, But he still isn't 100% comfortable with their situation. And you see that in some of his interactions with them. So, I, yeah, he... I So he finds out that Tanner and Maverick, who are his business partners, have hired Everly to be their office manager. (laughs) He is not pleased. No. All of a sudden, she's there. 
He does not want her there. He's fixating on the fact that she's a mom. Um, he says some things that rub her the wrong way. Uh, they do not have a good first start. They do, they do not, not get off on the right foot at all. Let's talk <laughs> about every a little bit because she does not come into this situation. As we learned in the blurb, she is a single mom who has recently moved home and moved in with her parents. Um, her little guy is just almost a year and his uh, sperm donor does not have any interest in any relationship with the child at all. I mean, yeah. In fact, he helps Everly pack to leave. And he, like, he's had no relationship essentially with Everly or their child since she got, got pregnant. She's had no support. She's been doing this on her own. Um, Samson, her son, he's about 10 months old. He's yeah. about 10 months old. Um, when the book starts and the book spans like a couple months time. Um, but he has had no part of his life at all. Um, he's given a Everly no support. So she comes home to live with her parents so that she can have support. She is fiercely independent. Um, she doesn't accept help you know, like, and when we meet Everly at the beginning of the book, she's not accepting help. Um, she's not comfortable with help. Like she's starting to learn and adjust to having a support system in her life again. Um, but like we meet her and she's fiercely independent. She's committed to finding a job so she can provide for her son. She's very committed to the kind of life she wants her son to have. Um, her son plays a huge role in this story. It is not a story where the kid sits in the backseat. No, he's very integral to the story. And a lot of that is, is first of all, it was all age appropriate. And I felt like it was very on mom. She is a mama bear. She loves her child. Everything she's doing is for the furtherment of her son. Um, and she feels guilty asking her mom, who's basically retired, um, to help, to watch Samson. And... Um, and her mom's like, no, I want to do this. This is why we wanted you here. And her parents are doing everything they can to help her and to help her reestablish. And um, I really liked them. They aren't in the book a ton, but when they are on the page, you can tell that they just want to love and support her. Yeah, I will say there's a lot of characters in this book. Um because of how tight knit their fam they are with their families, um, there are a lot of uh, extra characters in the book. It's not like a tight knit friend group. It's a very large friend group, a very large um, family situation on Blake's side. She has her mom and her dad locally, but there's a lot of interaction with characters. Um, you do not get a lot of one on one time with just her and Blake. You do not. Um, and it does make for some crowded pages, I would say. But there are some memorable characters. And I guess there's really not even. And if you think about it, that makes sense how it's a slower burn because the child is always with her. They're, they don't really go out on a date. They don't really no. go out into the world. Um, he comes and spends time with her at her parents' home or she brings them or he brings them to his home. Um, but 
it isn't until 60% of the book where he goes with the family to the lake that they finally get some quiet one-on-one time without Samson in the story. Um, And you're right. There are a lot of characters to keep track of. And that can make it a little frustrating because it can dilute the character's chemistry and their story because they don't get as much on-page time. I will say, though, Blake's grandmother, I loved her. I want her story. I loved her. She is dating a younger man. She is Everly's father's law secretary. <laughs> She's off. She's living hoot. her life. She is a hoot. And she basically tells the family, I'm going to do what I want. I do not care what you people think. She was yeah. great. Oh my gosh. There's a quote at the end where she, you know, in the, when they're at the lake house and she comes to the lake house, she comes to the lake house and, um, she brings her boyfriend and no one's really happy that her boyfriend is there they're kind of frustrating and she's like look I've been without the you know her husband for 15 years and she's like I've been denying myself happiness for a long time because I thought that died with him and I just really loved her perspective and I felt like she kind of gave a little push to some of the characters to really change um, their situation I also think in this particular book with the kind of character Blake is, I think those relationships um, were really important to kind of make Everly see a different side of Blake. I don't know that she would have seen him as anything but a grouch if she didn't spend so much time with so many other people and see him interact with so many other people. I would agree with that because there's a scene where Everly goes to a barbecue that's at Sybil and Tanner's place and she sees him holding Sybil and Tanner's little girl. She um, sees them, him interacting with his niece and all of these little quiet moments and And how he has this camaraderie with his friends and this brotherhood and this way he cares for his sister. And I think that that helps her kind of trust him a little more, believe in him a little more and see past the persona that he gives the world as the grouchy hard ass. Yeah, I would. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) And it flushes out. So this is so Aurora Rose Reynolds very much writes character-driven, character-heavy stories. There isn't really much of a storyline in this book outside of the relationship. I kind of liked that, though, because I felt like it was kind of like a realistic snapshot in time. I thought she wrote what a relationship between a single mother would actually look like, like the commitment that someone would have, the commitment and acceptance that someone would have to have of their child. And I like, we get so many romances where the child is very much in the backseat. They're there on the page, but they're not like magically they disappear and there's plenty of time for dating and overnight stays. And this was a very realistic portrayal. And I felt like this book was kind of like a, you could have easily imagined it as like a snippet of someone's life, like the things they were going through. Like you see all these different things that everybody in the book is going through. Like you get um, 
kind of breadcrumbs for Maverick. Like you see that he struggles, like he's disappearing off the page for a little bit and they're worried about him. Like you kind of get this realistic portrayal of what it's like to be part of this kind of family and all the different things that people are working on, like have going on, the secrets they're holding. Um, and then like this fierce love they have for each other. And I really love that because it was well, kind and- of not just oh. a romance. No, and Aurora Rose Reynolds does not shy away from controversy and angst, but not in a bad way. And I'm talking about Maverick's sister. I think her name is Maggie, right? It's Maggie. It's the Margaret. Sister. Margaret. Margaret. Yeah. Margaret, um, she's had a bad breakup. She is a single mom herself. And there's a friend of Blake's that Margaret has become very tight with who is spending time with her. And there's a scene in the grocery store and it's Everly sees kind of a snapshot of who Margaret is and what she's going through. And it kind of makes you realize like Everly has this moment of like, okay, mine isn't so bad because at least Samson is never going to, his father's not interested. So he's never going to know kind of thing. Um, So, and that's something, too, that Aurora Rose Reynolds does in her books, too, is she gives you real-life snapshots. Like, the characters went grocery shopping. You know, they <laughs> they do everyday Monday things, but it works in the story. It's not just glossed over. Because sometimes I wonder, like, you know, we read a hockey romance, and the guy's got a fridge full of food. How do you get that food if he was just out of town for two weeks? Do you know what I mean? Like, you didn't say so anything. making him all those casseroles. Right? <laughs> um i'm just curious because you know a bag of lettuce in my house goes bad in like six days yes but i gotta say like janet uh blake's mom is always cooking and i was so jealous because all of the food sounded so delicious and i'm going to make her chicken salad like i've never thought of chicken salad with grapes and pineapple but that sounded amazing so Okay, maybe that's an Ohio thing. (laughs) Maybe that's an Ohio thing. Maybe. It's grapes and pecans and sometimes sliced apples. So you get the crispy. Hmm. I don't know. Anyway, we'll talk about chicken salad another time. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Samson, he was adorable in this book. He was age appropriate. Um, I loved when he squished Blake's face and was like, dad, 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 dad. You know, just making noise, baby. He didn't, you know he didn't do anything that wasn't age appropriate. I just, I really, uh, kudos to Aurora Rose Reynolds for making sure the child was age appropriate. (laughs) Yeah. And he wasn't like a perfect child either. Like he had moments like where he's crying and he's teething and, you know, it was just very, very realistic book, like very down to earth kind of book. Yeah. Um, okay. So let's get to our questions. Um, did you like this book? I did. How about you? Um, I did. It is not my favorite by the author, uh, but it's it was a quick and f- easy read. I, you know, I think that if you're looking for something quick and easy with, I mean, there's no real angst in this book. Um, it just, you know, I think it's good for that. Uh, who do you think typically would like this book, Lindsay? 
I think pretty much anyone who likes contemporary romance or small town, it's very much a good small town book. If you like stories that are more about finding a community or have a lot of extra, extra characters included, um, this would definitely be a book for you. It's more about relationships um, as a whole than just the romance itself. Yeah. Um, I think that this is a really easy palatable book. So it's obviously a lower steam uh, with it not popping until it like 69% or whatever. Um, so if you are wanting to try and it's spicy when it happens, but it's not, there's good chemistry, there's good flirting. So if you're coming from like a fade to black background and would like to try something with a little bit more spiciness to it, this is a good step. I would say that this is like a two and a half, three spice. If somebody's looking for like spice level, um, would you recommend this book? I would. I would too, I, again, just to somebody that is just maybe trying romance. Hardcore romance maybe aren't. You know what I mean? Because it's a little different. It's not than for everybody. I mean, no romance book is for everybody or very few are for everybody. Right. That, that's a Sorry. really hard bar to beat. So I, I feel like, I feel like there's definitely a fan base for this book yeah um i think a lot of people would enjoy this book i um, mean I if, if like bdsm books are like really really spicy or anything <laughs> like this is just not going to be palatable for you <laughs> but um like no even... but i think this is a good like street contemporary quick and easy read there isn't a lot of angst you're not delving into like a seventy thousand back book um catalog i think you could read this um read it as a standalone i think that this would hold up okay although you read this as a standalone correct I you did didn't read. and you did find the pages to be a little crowded i had read book one so the pages were not as crowded for me um but uh i could see where you know it's a lot of characters all at once to keep track of yeah, but I will say I'm intending to read the rest of the series. I'm invested. I liked the characters a lot, and I think I'll really enjoy the book. I really like yeah. the outdoorsy element to it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So just so everyone knows, I we have a little bit of a programming note. It's, this sounds very official, but we're like official of nothing, right? Um, so for the summer months, we are going down to one quick shot of romance a week. Those episodes will drop on Thursdays starting June the 9th. This is a great time to catch up on past quick shots of romance or revisit some of your favorites. So, Or summer reading challenge. Summer reading challenge is underway. Um, <laughs> this episode, I think, drops like the 26th. So summer reading challenge kicks off on the 27th. So you could read this as part of summer reading challenge. Um, let the chaos begin. <laughs> right? <laughs> oh my goodness, yes. But it's not nine <laughs> bingo cards, you guys. It's so much better. It's so much easier. It's so much more laid back, we promise. Um, Lindsay, thank you. <laughs> It really is saying that. <laughs> no, I make it intense. I can't help myself. You and Gretchen. Anyway. No. <laughs> Lindsay, thank you so much for joining me. I appreciate you. Thank you. It was so fun. Until next time, everyone. Happy reading.
Find us on Instagram at buzzingaboutromance or on Twitter at buzzingromance. If you like the podcast, please leave a review. If you'd like to support us directly, join the Bookcase and Coffee Patreon and receive exclusive content only available to Patreon members. Check out bookcaseandcoffee.com for our on-the-shelf show notes.